Welcome back to the One A Week Podcast 2022 this time. I'm Matthew. I'm Jonas. And for our first episode of the year, we're going to be talking about the latest and greatest weekend album, Dawn FM. Um, Saying latest and greatest already like a spoiler for how you feel? <clears throat> well, I guess I said latest and greatest because it's like a common right. vernacular phrase, right. but I guess that is kind of spoiling how I feel. Oh. Um, but before that, I'll just, I'll right. s- we'll say a couple things. He's into it. I mean, um, you know, we usually give an introduction for the artist, but honestly, The weekend doesn't really need one. Um, it's kind of... Able. You did the Super Bowl that one time. You know, coming up out of the, the R&B underground in the early 2010s, um, he had a couple of hits in the mid-2010s, but nothing really close to his level of success currently. He's one of the biggest stars on the planet. Yeah. Um, like you said, he landed a Super Bowl halftime performance, which is nothing to sneeze at. <coughs> He's currently the number two most streamed artist in the world on Spotify. So, yeah, you could say he's up right now you could you could make that claim and you'd probably be right and honestly this era of the weekend is probably my favorite after hours when it was released i think was my favorite weekend album i've heard most of his not all of them like some like kissland i didn't listen to because it looks really boring (laughs) Um, but what about, uh, did you listen to My Dear Melancholy? I did, because it's very short. I actually listened to that near the time it came out, which is oh. funny. I don't know, it's because everyone was like, this is his breakup, this is his Selena, Selena Gomez, Gomez breakup. Um, this is the first full-length weekend album I've listened to, that's fun crazy. fact. I just, like, I, I, I don't care that much about The weekend. Not that I have anything against them, it's just not, like... Something I gravitate towards, and I feel like my opinion will reflect that a little bit. But we, yeah. I, I don't need to get ahead of myself. You don't need to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I liked After Hours era. I felt like he was getting more creative with mm-hmm. like his album presentation and his sound. He was doing a bit of a, a dance throwback with a bit of 80s revivalism in there. So I was like... Well, finally, he's not just doing that moody alt R and B sound garbage that he's been doing forever. I mean, like the weekend before After Hours wasn't like terrible or anything, but he was super inconsistent, to put it mildly. And I was very glad to see a a clear vision for what he wanted in his in his more recent work. And Don FM, I think, is his most complete and realized vision because it's kind of a, a concept album, you could say. It has, like, an intro that sets the concept, and there's occasional little interludes or parts of songs that, like, take you back to the concept, and Jim Carrey is narrating parts of this album, which is insane to me. I don't think Jim Carrey has ever appeared on an album in this capacity. I didn't before. realize it was Jim Carrey. This no, is like new to Jim Carrey. What? He posted, um, like, a week before the album came out, he posted, like, like a, a screenshot of like the features that would be on there and it was like you know several artists like little wayne and like quincy jones and then you have jim carrey and i was like is he like gonna do a verse or something <laughs> jim but no carrey verse. that would have been crazy but i'm still i'm still glad that we got you know and he's he's on a couple parts of the album he's not like 
just in a one little snippet, he's he's kind of like the guiding voice of the whole concept, and he has a whole track where he like kind of does a little does a little spoken word poetry thing. Um, so it's kind of a an kind of the most ambitious thing that the weekend has ever put his name to, and um, it's kind of a continuation of the '80s revivalism. It's a lot more funky and synth heavy than it was with after hours it's a lot because the whole concept is like it's the way i understand it this might be just my interpretation but it's kind of like you're heading towards the light like you're in purgatory and you're going towards the light be it heaven or nirvana or whatever you want to prescribe to that Mm -hmm. and you know you're hearing songs and you're kind of like working through it and you're kind of like healing or just getting through different difficult emotions that are keeping you in that state and then you get to the light the the the, the dawn dawn fm right is is there anything that that you got from the concept that i didn't get um most of what i got was uh being annoyed on twitter by seeing people be like <laughs> Yo, nobody's ever done a concept like this before. Nobody's ever like, done a radio you, station like, album. What do you mean? Ever. Nobody, nobody's ever thought of doing a radio station yeah. concept. Like, you must have seen some of that too, right? No, yeah, a little bit. I like, mean, it wasn't which like... Which is, a, like, fine. Like, I, I'm always going to make <laughs> fun of, like, like people who are like, Yo, this super big artist is the first person to it, ever it do this. Because like um, it's never true. That, that comment under the all too well ten minutes, and it was like, Only Taylor could make a ten minute long song. <laughs> It's like so true. Yeah. Ain't nobody else ever done that ever. <laughs> so that's but, what I mean. Like okay, to 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 divulge a little bit. I I mean I like I'm I'm a little bit of a sucker for a concept album, even if it's like a simple concept. And yeah, this one feels a little bit like it's just like a like a little quirk or gimmick. But like I'm still fine with that. Like I think about Eternal It Takes. Which is a bad album. Um, but, like, that was, like, a concept album that was, like, about... It had its concept pop up about as much as this one did, but it sucked there. Yeah. So, I was, like... And that one felt in the same way that it was just, like, a gimmick that, like, Lil Uzi Vert would go back to when he was, like, oh, remember, this is, like, a concept album. But this one, like, actually flows and, like... Could it still be an album without that? Yeah, obviously. But, like, I don't know. I, I enjoy when an artist wants to do a little bit of, like, a creative splash. Um, so, I'm you know, I'm, I support that. And the, the rollout for this album is really weird. He kind of just, like, announced it out of the blue. Yeah. Like, we got, like, one single, like, two weeks before it came out. And then he was like, okay, the album is dropping, like, in two weeks. And we were like, okay. Okay, okay buddy. But... <coughs> I was, I was, I guess we can just get into the music. I was not expecting it to be kind of his most fleshed out effort. Um, I just remember thinking that like when he released the, the cover art, I was like, oh, he's doing another funny thing with his face. But then it was the actual cover art. And I was was like, what? He said that um, we're in like the middle of a different trilogy because there's like the original like House of Balloons, Echoes of Silence Mm -hmm. thing, trilogy that was, like, near the start of the 2010s, and this is, like, a different one. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, the messing with his face has been a thing since the early After Hours Mm -hmm. era. 
So, I don't know. He's this is a, this is the new trilogy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I mean, like, I think it's still like a good cover art, but it's like fine. I just like, for a minute I yeah, was like, was... yeah, he's doing a little. He's being a little goofy. Again. <coughs> he's gonna do like a like a concert with the funny old man makeup on. Yeah. But then it ended up being the whole. I'm still not really sure how it like. Like I, like I like I can make a guess, but it feels I like I don't remember who said this, um, but I was like reading comments or like watching reviews or something, and somebody was like, "This is like it's like very interesting because it's not only like a good throwback sound, but also like good at pushing forward like R and B and like dance sounds together." So like it was like a cool time concept how it was like both in the past and future which like i mean i get i I get where that's coming from i don't feel that strongly about this album personally but like yeah that like made me think about the cover art and i was like ah maybe it's like a time thing i don't know maybe part of the 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 reason a lot of people are saying it's forward thinking is because it has um uh well-established electronic act uh one oh tricks point never on production, I think for most of the tracks, mm. he's kind of a. If you're into like experimental electronic music, because so many people are, he's he's kind of well known, and um, he came out with an album in 2020 that got a little more mainstream recognition than a lot of his previous projects. So, um, and I think that his production helps a lot with um, keeping the songs fresh and interesting because you know the weekend's been doing this R&B sound for like. 12 years at this point so mm-hmm. it, it would be very easy for it to just be like you know by the numbers run of the mill just phoning it in kind of thing but he has this like guy who does like plunder phonics and like kind of avant-garde electronic music come on to make beats for an r&b dance album and i think he adds a lot of textures and and sounds and rhythms that um make it a lot more of an engaging listen than it would be if it was just like uh, Mike will made it or something on, <laughs> on most of the tracks. Um, so I'm glad. And I, th- I think that was another reason why I was like, okay, the weekend is getting a little more ambitious. He's like bringing right. on talent that does not normally fit the sound that he goes for, but he's kind of challenging himself and probably challenging the people around him to kind of elevate the sound. And yeah. I, I think he, I I think he does on this album. Sure, I think yeah. this is a very well put together and somewhat cutting edge kind of 80s revivalism dance pop album. Mm-hmm. I think it's very solid. Um, I will say that I do think the first half is much, much stronger than the second half. Yeah, like you have way like stronger. Gasoline, How Do I Make You Love Me, Take My Breath, Sacrifice back to back to back to back though that's a very very strong track run with like those really nice percussive hits on gasoline and that like weird inflection he's doing like yeah. an accent or something <laughs> i don't know what's going on yeah. i i liked it a lot because usually <coughs> my main gripe with the weekend is that the vocals can get kind of like samey to me like mm-hmm. oh he's doing another falsetto <laughs> singing kind of moody but here he's like doing a little funny voice yeah i don't it's it's like interesting and that's what i i can't say about this album regardless of my like overall indifference i guess is that like i didn't feel like like, what I was listening to wasn't, uh, like, very intentional. 
and you know when you're as big as the weekend is like in in his uh in a lot of ways he's i mean he's like i guess leader of r&b in terms of just like streaming numbers yeah um and like one of the biggest artists full stop like you get to that level and you get a lot of people who just kind of like release and it doesn't matter but like i mean after hours was even though i didn't like put a lot of time into it i what i know about it and have heard is like yeah like everything he did was very intentional and like the visuals for like release and rollout and like press is all very intentional and the same things going on here mm-hmm. and like i can respect that like as an artist i think he's still really putting forth like his own personal touch and effort and like that's that goes a long way no yeah he his personality shines through yeah. a lot more clearly than it did on like Starboy or Beauty Behind the Madness or whatever. Beauty Behind the Madness is so boring. Because, yeah, a lot of his early stuff is just, like, wallpaper R&B. And, like, you know, it's not, like, offensive or anything, but it's really kind of, you can just tune it out. And, yeah, it's, like, radio-friendly, goes big. And I guess I guess I can't really say radio friendly to like insult him because Blinding Lights is his biggest song by far ever, mm-hmm. and I I like that song even though it's overplayed. I like it. I, um, I I'm looking at Beauty Behind the Madness now, and I didn't realize that Earned It literally has like Fifty Shades of Gray in parentheses in the title, like not like just in from case the you Fifty Shades know. of Gray soundtrack or anything. It's just like this is that one. That's weird to me. Subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> um but the, the a lot of with the new weekend stuff you know his personality kind of shines through and gasoline is kind of an example of that yeah. he's doing a funny little accent because he's a funny little man yeah um but the song is actually um kind of dark he's like if i die wrap me up in sheets and pour gasoline on it and one would assume light him on fire and he says he's like a nihilist. He says it's 5 a.m. I'm high again. So he's obviously not in a good place, which is where I where I thought that the whole concept was you're going through like an emotional turmoil point in your life and mm-hmm. you're trying to get to the light. And it might have been inspired by like real life things or maybe it's just completely fake. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> and then How Do I Make You Love Me? Um, a little more standard weekend affair, but... I really like the song. The song, mm-hmm. the tune here is really mm-hmm. solid, and I like the beat. I, I like the, the production on, like, ba- basically front to back. I don't think yeah. there's, like, a weak production moment on the whole thing. And that, and going into Take My Breath, Take My Breath might be my favorite song. It's the best song. Thing. It's the best song. It's so good. The, and the, I was, like, shocked to, like, look into it and realize that it wasn't doing the most numbers already. Because as I was listening to it, I was like, Oh, well, this is, like, the infectious one that is going to get, like, the most airtime, I'm sure. And that's not the case. And I was, I was like, shocked. Um, the <coughs> the single for this was, um like, a three-minute version. I'm really glad he went with, like, a five-minute yeah. dance mix or whatever. Yeah. I really, really like the, like, arpeggios. And then, like, his voice is kind of melded into the arpeggios. I really like the chorus on this thing. I like the verses. It is a really, really solid track. It's really catchy. I like that one a lot. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm more fond of the front half of the record, but like, I genuinely like "Take My Breath." 
<laughs> yeah. I've got this bad lingering cough, man, and it's like I'm man, man. <laughs> It's okay. And then um sacrifice. Um he there is obviously a huge Michael Jackson influence yeah. on this whole album, but Sacrifice <coughs> is basically like a Michael Jackson worship song. Yeah. It is it has such like it has like the sharpest groove on the whole thing and it feels such like a like a tribute to Michael Jackson with like his vocals and like the the like the bass the like really sharp bass and like even like just the the song itself I'm like my, MJ would have wrote this <laughs> back in the day um and I think the weekend does a, a quite a good job the the performance is really good and I I I like the groove it's really catchy <clears throat> Any thoughts on this track? I mean, I was gonna say like the Michael Jackson influence, but like, <coughs> man, my thoughts really trail off after this. I can't even lie to you. I just, no, I get where you, I get where you're coming from because I remember when I was I was listening to this and like the first like half, I was like, bruh, bruh, pff, head exploding. I was like, this is amazing. And then after a minute, because the first time I listened to this, I was at work. And then after a minute, I was like near the end, and I was like, whoa, where did the rest of the album yeah, go? Yeah, like, <coughs> it's kind of like noticeable by like, Tale by Quincy, which is like an interlude. Like after that, I was like, yeah, it's struggling to like get me back. Yeah. Like, it's struggling to get me um, back into it. And I well, thought like getting like to Here We Go Again, because of like the Tyler feature, I'd be like, okay, now I'm back into it. But like. No, the the where it lost me, I think, was the the Tyler song, because I actually really like Out of Time. It's a very slow, easygoing track, and those those shots of woodwind and like flute in there, mm -hmm. those are really really nice. Yeah. I like those quite a bit, and it's apparently sampled from like a a J-pop song or something, which mm -hmm. I can kind of hear. Yeah, and I I think the the tune is really <laughs> strong. It's very easygoing, and then it ends with Jim Carrey being like sit back for three minutes of slow jam tunes and then it plays here we go again um this song i'm i i think is okay it feels the most like contemporary yeah if i may use that word like the flow that the weekend kind of displays feels very like <laughs> modern rap r&b um and then he's rapping about how like i don't know he like laid pipe and a woman fell in love with him i was like okay so we're just back to like 2013 the weekend again yeah. um and then um the tyler features like four bars yeah. it's really really and short he says you're gonna sign that prenup like a hundred times it felt like yeah and i, I was like <coughs> this song feels like kind of like an interlude except it has like a feature and it's it has like like a full song structure except it's like a speed run <laughs> i didn't I mean, I thought it was okay. It, it sounded fine, but it, it definitely was a more low-impact moment for me. Um, Best Friends, this song grew on me quite a bit. Um, I think the reason it didn't catch me immediately was because the production isn't like anything crazy, but the song actually is what I kept coming back to. I think the this, the tune present on this this track is actually one of the stronger ones, even though it's pretty you know standard weekend affair. Hmm. Are we going to... Are we going to catch feelings for each other even though we're just <coughs> friends with benefits? Who knows? So dramatic. Um, but I don't know. It's a really well done song. And I think The Weeknd is consistently like a good, he's a really good singer and he's a good performer. Yeah. Um, but I think it really shines on this track. Yeah. I don't know. I was, 
I can see just shipping it through here. I I don't know. I feel bad when I have opinions like that because I'm like I don't like. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just that it didn't resonate with me. So yeah. which like well, you could argue that means I didn't like it, but like I don't think it's like bad. It's just like whatever. Sometimes it don't click. You Sometimes know, it don't. There but that makes for really bad content. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, you know, we're we're just some content creators. We gotta <laughs> churn it out. I mean, I've gotten really good at just like being able to talk about anything in a song. Just like literally. Well, that's why. Literally. That's why this is a partnership. You can't do this alone. That would suck. Suck. No one listened to the podcast if it was just either one of us. Even though I did that solo episode one time, that was kind of that was a fail. good one. That was a good one, though. Well, you would say that, but. Yeah, well, you know. <clears throat> and then, is there someone else? I really like the beat on this one, but I think the song itself isn't the strongest. Yeah. And it's he. The chorus is kind of weak. You know. Um. I I, I literally don't remember what is there someone else or starry eyes sound like. Fun fact. I actually... I don't remember. I actually kind of like Starry Eyes because it's kind of like a little interlude moment. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like a continuation from Is There Someone Else? Like the, the subject matter and like the melody are kind of the same. But then it leads into like this like cavernous like group vocal like reverb soaked like interpolation of the song that came before it. I actually really liked that moment. I thought it was... <laughs> quite a, a change up from what was happening on the rest of the album it felt very kind of inspired you could say what was going on with every angel is terrifying i think it's supposed I, to be like it's an, like a commercial like an interlude or like understand. to add to the concept like it's like a little radio ad but it's yeah. like really long yeah that's what like threw me off is i was like this is i thought this was like two separate tracks or something at first and then i was like but they they're not like no like, and, it, and the the concept like the two parts of the song don't really like work no super well i wouldn't even call it a song because there's not really like there's music but yeah. there's not like like a song going on it was it was weird to the me. weekend is like every angel is <coughs> terrifying and then it's like <coughs> it was like weird to me in a way that like perturbed me and i wasn't i didn't love what was going on no personally um, um don't break my heart Another pretty solid tune, I think. I, his songwriting is definitely way better than you speak. Cause this this song would be like a skip if it was like on Starboy. Like he would he would definitely half-ass it, mm -hmm. and it would. But you can tell he obviously still put a lot of effort into this song. Like the the production is great, and I think the song is pretty heartfelt and genuine, and I think the performance is good. I don't know. Maybe it should, I just like the weekend more, and I, he can sell me I a mean, lot I more think easy. That there's a lot of that going on right now. It's yeah, just, I mean, you know, which is fine. He has know? grown on me. I, I think he's a lot more interesting of a personality, and um, I really like this album because yeah. of he's taking creative risks, and I think he still manages to come through with a catchy and poppy dance album. Yeah, and that's fine. And then um, I heard you married. I don't like this song. I'm not a huge fan. I don't like this song. Not, I know. think the the like the weekend's <laughs> part is fine, but this is a pretty bad little Wayne feature. Which is a shame because like everything I heard from Wayne in 2021, which was all feature stuff, I was like, oh my god, Lil Wayne is back! Like he's like putting in effort and like sounds good again. I don't know like what prompted this. And then I heard this, and I was like, uh-oh. Right, right, he brought back the auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is this kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, so. It's a skip. Yeah. 
Um, less than zero. I love this song. This song <laughs> came through, and it, like I was, this was like, the first time I listened to this album. You know how I said like I got to a point and I was like, "Whoa, I'm near the end." Yeah. It was this song because ah, this song gotcha. like kicked. You had to it, check like, your phone on this right. I was like, "Ooh, I gotta know this one." <laughs> And because I love like the the acoustic guitar that comes in, I love the arpeggio, I love the melody, I love how um, the the like the vocals like fade out when he like is leading up into the chorus. Yeah, I love the chorus. It's so catchy. Love this song. Love 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 this song. Then, Any thoughts on this one? None. Less None than zero thoughts. thoughts. Less you know than what zero saying? thoughts. You know what I'm saying? That's the content that just, our listeners signed uh, up for. I gotta, I gotta like make it up to to you and to all It's our okay. Listeners. You're picking the album for next week. You'll right. pick one that you'll you'll have a lot to say about. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, Phantom Regret by Jim. You know, it's a fine closer. I like the the little the little poetry bit he's yeah, doing. Yeah, it was there. you know, it was different. I I, I appreciated that. It, it caught my the, attention. It tied the concept up pretty well. I think. I, I it's when I like understood what the weekend like was trying to do with the whole thing. Yeah. At first, I was like. So it's just like a radio station, but like Jim Carrey's there, and it's like weird. <laughs> but then, like, he, you know, he pretty much spells it out in the final track. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I get what he's doing. And I, I like, I'm glad that he, like, tied it all together. Yeah. It's not just yeah. like a half-assed, he abandons it after, like, the first few tracks. Yeah. Like, he actually brings it back, and you realize it's been, like, a consistent motif throughout the whole record. Yeah. I was like, okay, good closer. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, that's Dawn yeah, FM. that's um, Dawn FM. Overall, yeah. if you guys couldn't tell, um, I liked it quite a bit. It's, I think it's my favorite weekend project um, by, by quite a margin. And, um, I mean, yeah, I'm feeling, a, I'm feeling an A-. minus. Wow, Pretty good big, start for yeah. 2022. Um, I clearly didn't have nearly as many thoughts. I didn't think it was bad, but it just didn't hook me for the most part. So I'm just starting... Right in the middle, let us see. Let's go! <laughs> let's go, 2022! You're the sea! Yeah. <laughs> um, so, next week... Uh, so, I think how this is going to go, which we didn't, we didn't specifically discuss before we recorded, which is awkward, but I think next week we'll be releasing an episode with an interview in it with an artist... Who goes by Vanna, who is Savannah, my girlfriend, who's great and makes music. Hey, what's her last name again? Her her last name is is Baker, hmm. which is are you guys my last? Are you guys name. married? No. Hmm. We're but we're not related. And, not related, huh? And you 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 hmm. you are such an interesting. Antagonist. You guys are both from the north. But not Almost the... right next to each other. Oh, my God. And it's the same last name. You, you're a villain. <coughs> you're a villain. But we're doing an interview next week. Yes. Interesting. <coughs> um, which, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in that interview, we will be talking about her album, Prior Eye, among other things. Um, but then, I can also just say my pick. For the week after that, I guess. I guess. Because I want to... I mean, we'll probably record it within the next week. But I want to talk about the new Earl Sweatshirt album, Sick. Which you may have seen coming. But um, I feel like we need to spend some time talking about that. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's our schedule coming up. Alrighty, Ooh. thanks everyone for tuning in for the first episode of 2022. Bye bye.